the Walker Warnock Showdown in Savannah. We will see time and time again tonight, as we've already seen, that my opponent has a problem with the truth. It is okay to speak the truth. Do not bear false witness, Senator. Do not bear false witness. One of the sharpest moments of that hour-long debate here in Savannah. We're at a special edition of the Politically Georgia podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the podcast we want you to depend on for the most on-the-ground coverage of the 2022 election. I'm your host, Greg Bluestein. And I'm Patricia Murphy. And we are two of your hosts of the Politically Georgia podcast here with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. If this is the first time you're joining us, welcome. And remember to follow us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. We are taping this episode live from Savannah just minutes after Herschel Walker and Senator Raphael Warnock met for their first and only televised debate of this campaign cycle. And this was Herschel Walker's first debate in his in his life. Um, Patricia, instant reacts? So my instant reaction was that Herschel Walker cleared the bar. I think that he needed to clear. That was a hard job to do, to go out and have your first ever debate of your entire life, of your entire very short political career against somebody like Raphael Warnock. The pressure could not have been higher. We are starting early voting on Monday, there have been all of these allegations swirling around about him for the last week. It's been an absolute three-ring circus. And he came into this debate and seemed prepared, aggressive, direct, focused. Um, he, on the campaign trail and on the stump, can really meander. It can get confusing. You're not sure what he's talking about sometimes. Um, this just was not the same person. This was somebody really ready to debate. And there were multiple times when he and uh, Raphael Warnock were asked questions. Uh, Raphael Warnock sort of went around and around in circles. Herschel Walker answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael Warnock would give an answer. Herschel Walker would get in with, um, he would interrupt with a with a retort. Uh, so he was, he was really really on his game tonight. I thought that Herschel Walker had a very good night. This was billed as a make or break moment for Herschel Walker's campaign. He did not break. In fact, I think he strengthened his campaign and certainly gave some of his doubters some solace because of his answers. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to go much deeper into that hour-long debate. We'll break it down, replace some highlights, and some of the lowlights of the debate. This is Politically Georgia from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Okay, Patricia, let's dive right into it. This first clash was one of the uh, the sharpest clashes of the debate. It's over the allegations 
uh, facing Senator Warnock over his domestic issues. I went through a divorce, like a lot of people. And while that was a painful period, what came out of that was two amazing children that I just talked to before I came on this stage. And um, my children know that I am with them and for them and that I support them in every single way that a father does. I've been very transparent and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I say I had a mental problem and I'd be a champion for mental health because so many people suffer from mental health. Okay, that first clip was of Senator Warnock responding to attacks about his altercation with his ex-wife in March 2020 when he was accused of running over her foot. Police found no evidence of that. And the second clip was of Herschel Walker defending himself against his ex-wife said publicly, repeatedly, um, that Herschel Walker pointed a gun at her and and choked her and uh, assaulted her. And, you know, Patricia, there are two different ways to take this. The first is Senator Warnock saying that, hey, he's proud of his family, he's proud of his life, and kind of deflect. And Herschel Walker saying similarly that he's accounted for um, this past violence. And as we've reported, and he continues to do so, he continues to cite his book, he never talked about it in his book, uh, the, the violence against Cindy Grossman. He, he, he kind of glossed over it. And when he's asked on the campaign trail and he's asked this debate, he skirted the issue. But still, it was an answer that the debate moderators kind of moved on. It was an answer that Raphael Warnock couldn't get deeper into. Yeah. And Raphael Warnock, I thought he got a little bit emotional on that answer and talking about his children. That was very sincere. And I felt like that was uh, the right answer. Uh, really the only way to answer that question. Um, for Herschel Walker, he said that he's been very transparent. He has not been very transparent on that issue in particular. He has really not addressed what his son Christian has said on social media. And his son Christian is not talking about necessarily the mental illness that Herschel Walker has suffered, uh, really, but about the um, kind of the continuing lack of involvement from his dad, the efforts that the rest of the family asked him to please don't run. They seem extremely estranged right now. He seems relatively estranged with his other kids. Um, so it's, uh, you know, he has not been transparent about all of that. However, he had his answer ready. He didn't get surprised or knocked off his game. I think questions like that can do that to you in a debate like this. So they both got past those questions pretty quickly. If I'd have any critique for the moderators, there were really no follow-up questions when these gentlemen did not answer their questions. They just kind of moved on to the next question. Um, and that happened time and time again. Okay, Patricia, next up, this was a very interesting exchange over one of the most important issues of this debate, uh, the debate over abortion rights. First, we're going to hear Senator Warnock um, give his standard answer on the campaign trail. Then we're going to hear a, a new response from Republican Herschel Walker. And I stand where I, I've said I've stand in the past, that a patient's room is too narrow and small and cramped a space for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. But did he not mention that there was a baby in that room as well? You know, Patricia, we know that Herschel Walker's one of his biggest issues is in energizing conservatives because there's still the split ticket trend that could doom his campaign, at least could force him to a runoff. This was the type of answer, you know, this was the type of response that really I could see on social media. I've talked with evangelicals after the debate. Ralph Reed was crowing over this response from 
Herschel Walker, he goes on and on and says, basically, um, you know, he outlines his stance against abortion. But this was the type of answer that that Republicans wanted to hear, that conservative Republicans wanted to hear from Herschel Walker. Yeah. And this is one of several instances where it felt like Herschel Walker has really been prepared by his team to have extra ammunition to go up against Raphael Warnock. There was this answer. There was the answer uh, asked about PPP loans. He was ready to come back and say, oh, well, Ebenezer Baptist Church got PPP loans as well. Somebody has been doing a lot of research and a lot of prep and really feeding into Herschel Walker, who had it ready to go tonight. So on the abortion question in particular, Raphael Warnock has never articulated any particular limit to abortion that he would be comfortable voting for in the United States Senate. I'm not sure if that's a, a, a the right way or the wrong way to go about answering that question, but that has always been his answer. That has been of incredible frustration to um, conservatives who will reach out to me and say, why don't you guys push him for an answer? I'm like, that's his answer. So this was his answer again tonight. Now, the new answer that we heard from Herschel Walker was that he would be, that he supports the exceptions in the Georgia six-week abortion ban. There are abortions and abortion exceptions in there for rape and incest. Um, he has has not said that in any detail before, but he said that today. Before this, he had said he sees no exceptions at all. Today, he changed that answer and said um, that it's legislation that he'd be comfortable supporting. Yeah, and add a little nuance. Yes, he has said that he supports a total ban on abortion. We've reported that. He's also said at the same time he supports Lindsey Graham's 15-week ban. So he's given different answers that are somewhat contradictory. Like He supports a total ban, but he also supports having states uh, have the right to uh, to enforce their own rules, and he supports a 15-week ban. So he's kind of all over the map on that one. But still, you know, his overall stance on abortion is enlivening uh, to some conservatives. And we should note here, too, and this was the overall trend, Patricia, is that coming into this debate, and you mentioned it in the open, there was low expectations for Herschel Walker. It wasn't just because he what he was saying, he's just a country boy, um, he was saying, I'm not that smart, right? But it was it was from months and months of campaigning. Uh, you know, blunders on the campaign trail, gaffes, all that sort of stuff really led even his staunchest supporters to worry about how he'd react on this debate stage. But we know that he's been preparing for this for months. He's been having policy time with wonks who flew in from Washington with other uh, Republican U.S. senators. He's hired debate coaches. He's had consultants. He's done all these, he's taken all these steps uh, to try to you know, improve his debate game. Yeah. And this was uh, the moment that he's been preparing for. There was also, I think, uh, this was probably one of Raphael Warnock's strongest moments in the debate as well, when he really spoke about um, him trusting women on this issue. That is an answer that will resonate with women who were watching this debate when he said, look, this is something that is up to a woman and her doctor. And I trust women. And uh, I also want to make sure that women are healthy, that women have healthy pregnancies, that women aren't dying in childbirth. So do you want a senator who wants to control your life? Or do you want a senator who wants to save your life? That's an answer that's going to really be powerful for um, any women who are listening to this and, and looking for an answer like that. This is Politically Georgia from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast. 
Breakdown, the Trump indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. And we're back to Politically Georgia from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm your host, Greg Bluestein, along with the other host, Patricia Murphy. We are two of the political insiders here at the AJC. We're also two of the authors of the Morning Jolt newsletter, which sets the stakes and the agenda in Georgia politics. And you can get it in your inbox right now, this moment. If you're a subscriber to the AJC, you can join our community right now by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. And your first month of unlimited digital access is just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. So you always know what's really going on. Okay, Patricia, uh, this was one of the standout exchanges of this debate where Senator Warnock took off the gloves. Let's listen. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer <laughs> and, and, and I've, never, I've never threatened a shootout with the police. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers <laughs> and at the same time, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, excuse me, Mr. Walker, please, out of respect, I I, I need to let you know, Mr. Walker, you are very well aware of the rules tonight. Yes. And you have a prop. Okay. So, and I was looking down at my computer screen, typing out uh, uh, one of our many live blog items. So I missed watching the actual moment, but I watched the video and I'm sure you watched it live, Patricia, but at this moment, Herschel Walker took out a badge to exemplify how he was a, a voluntary member of law enforcement. This is a story that the AJC broke months ago about how Herschel Walker has falsely claimed he was a member of law enforcement. He, he got a sort of a, a, a honorary deputy honorary badge that he was showing to prove that he was a member in his view, a member of law enforcement and the debate moderator was like, hold up there. <laughs> you know, we have rules. And the, the, the closest parallel I've had to this was I was uh, paneling a, a mayor's debate and state Senator Vincent Fort kind of did the same thing. He, he got there, he got to the debate a little late and he's out there and there was some accusation. I can't even remember what it was. And he pulled out a sheaf of paper and pointed to it on stage. And the debate moderator said, Hey, look, Senator, you know, you can't, he can't use props. In this case, Herschel Walker gets dinged. But it was, it was this um, really sharp hit from Senator Warnock. That's something that, you know, whether the people who watch the whole debate will have different views, but there's countless Georgians who will only be watching, you know, the highlights on social media, through newscasts, whatever. And this will certainly be one of Senator Warnock's takeaway messages, that ding he got in on Herschel Walker. Yes, it was uh, one of the very few times he really went straight after Herschel Walker and um, hit him on one of, I think, what is one of his biggest vulnerabilities. And they've been trying to push this against Herschel Walker that he's just not credible. Not only is he not 
ready to be a senator. He's not credible. He doesn't tell the truth. He can't tell the truth. He has a problem with the truth. And so um, this was the one of the few times, and I thought Warnock might go after Herschel Walker more, but he didn't. Um, but this is one of the few times that he did. Um, now pulling out the deputy dog badge, I think it was just totally bizarre um, because, in fact, he was never a member of law enforcement, an actual member of law enforcement. And the reason that he said it in the first place was an explanation to, as to why he was carrying a firearm. So that wasn't just sort of a random, hey, did you know, you know, it was, uh, it, it actually uh, was related to something else. And so it was uh, something that I know the Warnock campaign has been wanting to bring out because it has sort of, the, it serves the double message of um, also resurfacing this very strange episode in Herschel Walker's background as well. Okay, so we've talked over and over again about how Herschel Walker wants to tie Senator Warnock to Joe Biden every chance he gets, and how Senator Warnock talks about as little as he can about Joe Biden. He'd rather talk about his work with Ted Cruz. In fact, here in Savannah, there's TV ads running on the airwaves all the time talking about Senator Warnock's opposition to a a Pentagon plan backed by Joe Biden to close down a training center, military training center here in Savannah. And he touted that on the debate stage tonight. Well, the debate moderators asked both these candidates uh, a very good question. Senator Warnock was asked whether he supported Joe Biden running for reelection. And Herschel Walker was asked whether his political patron, former President Donald Trump, should run for a uh, make a comeback bid. Here's what each of them said. But I'd like a simple yes or no. Would you support President Biden running for a second term in 2024? I've not spent a minute thinking about what politicians should run for what in 2024. Mr. Walker, former President Trump is also considering a run for the White House in 2024. If you can give me a simple yes or no answer, and we'll, we'll give you time to explain as well. Would you support a Trump 2024 run? Yes, I would. And Herschel Walker went on to say that he's he's an ally of his and he's going to stick with his ally. Patricia, this was a very telling moment because it hit at exactly the topic that Senator Warlock wants to avoid. And frankly, you know, Herschel Walker, he's trying to lean into his conservative, his MAGA roots right now. And so that helped him. That, that burnished his view among his image, among the hardcore pro-Trump conservatives. Yes. And I was surprised that uh, this is how Ralph Iwanek answered this question. I mean, I I think it's either a yes, no, or I haven't decided. Um, but it felt a little bit like just a non-answer answer, which I think some voters are just looking for more like, well, what do you think? Yes or no? Or maybe, I don't know, you know. Um, so, but uh, Herschel Walker, yes, for as much as he ingratiated himself to the far right wing and the Trump wing of the Republican Party, um, there are other Republicans who did not vote for Donald Trump, would not vote for Donald Trump, and would not vote for somebody who voted for Donald Trump. So that was an answer, um, although it's very clear it's true, you know, he's not hiding a thing about about uh, his his affinity for Donald Trump. Okay, so Patricia, now, where do we go next? Um, you know, there's always a debate over debates about whether debates change any votes, change anything. You know, short of a train wreck, short of a disastrous collapse, will this affect any any real votes? You know, and I, there is a small number of undecided voters who might have been hinging on this debate. We don't know where they're leaning. This is the moments after the debate. But we do know there is a Sunday night Atlanta Press Club debate Senator Warnock will appear at with Libertarian Chase Oliver, so they'll spar back and forth. But Herschel Walker will be a no-show unless something dramatically changes. We do not expect that. Herschel Walker is not going to show up for the second debate. 
uh, he made this gamble that this would be the one and only debate he'd attend, whether he did poorly or not. And, you know, to his supporters, they're quite happy that this is this is a standout moment. Yes. Well, it seems like that was the right decision for him. Uh, this was something that if you had to stand on one performance, this is the performance that you would want. And we'll have a debate between Governor Kemp and Stacey Abrams Monday night. So um, <laughs> this was a huge moment in the campaign. But there are also other huge moments coming up, and we expect to see Senator Warnock and Herschel Walker all over the campaign trail the next couple of weeks. What are you looking for most closely as early voting starts, Patricia? So as early voting starts, we're going to obviously start to look um, in a lot more detail at the turnout operations of these campaigns, look at the coordinated turnout operations of each of the two parties, and really see if there are going to be any events or any additional press coverage that's going to start to drive these messages to their just final conclusion. I think that if Herschel Walker was going to have a single debate, this is the debate that he wanted to have, no doubt. I certainly don't think Raphael Warnock did any damage to himself at all. Certainly, there was kind of no harm, no foul, no, I wouldn't say there was any strong impression, but there was no negative impression at all. It really, at this point, it's just going to be about keeping the voters that he's got and driving this home. Um, and I think we're just going to look to see if any one of these two can get close to 50%. Otherwise, it feels like it is really headed into overtime. How about you? Yeah, I can tell you that before the debate, and I'm sure after it, um, there's still most of the strategists, most of the consultants, most of the politicos I talk to think this is headed towards a runoff. We'll continue to see more polling that might signal that, that might not, but we know that very few polls have shown either of these candidates hovering on that 50% mark. So Georgians, just get ready. There is there's still a strong likelihood that we're going to overtime. Well, coming up on Friday's episode, we'll answer your questions from the listener mailbag, which you can call into this very moment. I'm here with Shaney B. in Savannah. And Shaney, did you bring your, your, your phalanx of interns here? I put a couple in the suitcase. And I, <laughs> thankfully, I gagged them so they're not making too much noise here as we record in Savannah. Shaney's, I'm in That is definitely hotel. in the employee handbook, for sure. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> yes, it is. It's page 25. <laughs> We're taping this from Shaney B's hotel room, in which is right next to my hotel. Like, I have a hotel just next door. But your room is about 10 times bigger than mine. And I'm in this trendy, cool hotel with elevator music of, like, 19, yeah, I don't know, just weird pop music. You're in, like, a traditional hotel, and I like your room a lot better. And it, the acoustics are better in here. There <laughs> so, you go. That is, yeah. that is echoey. Well, you can bother Shaney B anytime you want. Leave a question and we'll play it back and answer your question right here on the podcast. The number is 770-810-5297. That's 770-810-5297. Let us hear from you. And thanks for listening to this special edition of Politically Georgia. You can count on new episodes of this podcast to come out every Wednesday, every Friday, or whenever news breaks like just now. We'll see you next time on Politically Georgia from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. 
It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.